2 a.m. on the morning of September 8, 1860, the steamship, the Lady Elgin, collided with another ship in Lake Michigan near Waukegan, Illinois. The Lady Elgin, carrying 300 passengers and crew, was returning to Milwaukee from a sightseeing trip to Chicago. The captain, not realizing the extent of the damage to the Lady Elgin, continued toward Milwaukee. A short while later, the hull was breached and the ship broke apart. Most of the passengers and crew died. Many victims held on to floating debris for hours in the cold water. Seventeen passengers, some accounts say eighteen, were saved that night by a Northwestern University student by the name of Edward W. Spencer. For six hours, he repeatedly swam out into the cold water with a rope tied to his body. When he was able to grab a survivor, men on shore then pulled both he and the survivor back to shore. Eventually, passed out from exhaustion. As a result of his physical and emotional trauma, he never finished his studies at Northwestern, and some accounts say his health was adversely affected the rest of his life. Newspapers praised his life-saving efforts, and Spencer was honored by the university. But his heroic deed was soon yesterday's news. Years later, upon returning to the university, he made this comment. He said that not one of those who he saved that night ever came back and thanked him. Well, the lack of appreciation in this instance seems shocking, but it's not unusual. For example, Jesus encountered the same kind of gratitude when he was here on this earth. The passage is Luke 17, 11 to 19. There were 10 lepers who came begging him for mercy. He granted them healing. That cleansing from the leprosy was done on their way to the, the temple to show themselves to the priests, which, by the way, would have confirmed they were cleansed. They were healed on the way, and one turned back immediately and came back and praised God. Jesus' words that followed were this, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And then again, we only have to look at Paul's writing in Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, to note that such a lack of appreciation is going to be more and more evident as time progresses. In fact, Paul says to Timothy, but know this, in the last days, perilous times will come, for when, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. Well, the list goes on, but the point is, in the last days, men will be noted for their lack of appreciation and thanksgiving. Obviously, God's people should be different than this. Yet we, too, often fail to be grateful. But why? Well, I can think of two reasons, possibly. Number one, our abundance is not conducive to being thankful. We take things for granted. Number two, our pride, I think, sometimes inhibits us from being thankful. Because to say thank you admits that we had a need and we needed some help from somebody else. But we need to look past our blessings and make sure that we look to the giver of all blessings. 
It's one thing to be thankful, be happy, I guess, in a light sense that something good happened. But we need to understand where the good things come from and be thankful. We need to swallow our pride and develop the habit of giving thanks. Paul's opening statements in his letter to the Philippian church are filled with expressions of thanksgiving. And and so it's a, a great passage to provide us with an example of how we should be thankful. So we're going to look at the first five verses in Philippians chapter 1. The point here is we ought to be thankful. We ought to be thankful like Paul was thankful here. We need to follow this example. And it's certainly noteworthy that Paul was writing from prison when he wrote this. See, his circumstances did not affect his ability, his desire to be thankful. But Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, the message is simple. Be thankful. The question is, how should we go about being thankful? Well, I think we can look together here and find some principles that will help us answer that question. How should we go about being thankful? In fact, there's four principles that I've identified. And the first one is simply this. We need to express our thanksgiving to God. Now, Paul begins here by saying in verse 1, Paul and Timothy, who was his associate, he calls him and Timothy bond servants of Jesus Christ, or literally slaves. He's writing in, uh, to the saints, he says, the saints in Jesus Christ who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, or the pastors and deacons, you might say. And then he gives this greeting. He says, Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he begins this personal message of thanksgiving. He says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. But notice, he expressed his thanksgiving to God. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. It's one thing to be polite when someone does something nice for us. It's one thing to be mannerly, but it's quite another thing to express thanksgiving and praise to God. You see, God is the source of every blessing. It doesn't matter what it is. He's the source. And when we express thanksgiving to God, and, and it can be at any moment all the time, but uh, when we do so is important. And one of the important times for doing that and uh, expressing that thanksgiving and taking time to reflect on it and verbalize it is when we pray. And that's what we see in the next verse. Again, I'll read verse 3. I thank God upon every remembrance of you. And then verse 4 says, always in every prayer of mine. Always in every prayer. So prayer is the vehicle, primary vehicle by which we express thanksgiving to God. Notice that Paul doesn't say that prayer only consists of thanksgiving. He couples with it the idea of asking, making requests. He says, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you, all with joy. So we can be thankful in conjunction with making requests. I mean, if our prayer life is nothing but God, I want you to do this, or God, please do that, uh, it's lacking something. Thanksgiving is primary to prayer, and we thank God and praise God at the same time that we make requests of God. Notice it says also that uh, here that that Paul was joyful. He says, I, I thank God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with 
joy. Now, it is thanksgiving that gives us true joy and delight when we pray. Making requests, that goes along with it. That's important. And God said, let let your requests be made known to God. In fact, Paul said that later on in this very epistle. But it is truly a joyful experience to express thanksgiving to God, to enumerate it. You know, Thanksgiving is a great holiday, one of my favorites. It has such deep meaning. But the question that we all have to remember is this. Are we celebrating a holiday or are we truly giving thanks? We need to go deeper than just celebrating a holiday, more than just taking a few moments to say thank you before we sit down to eat our turkey. At Thanksgiving dinner every year, my family and I have a tradition. My wife started this years ago. What we do is this. We go around the table, so to speak, just from in a circle or whoever feels like speaking. And each one shares something specific for which they are thankful. We began doing this many years ago, and it's always been a good reminder. We're not simply celebrating a holiday, but we're taking the time actually to be thankful to God. That's important on holidays like Thanksgiving, but it's important every day. It's important every time we pray. Express your thanksgiving to God. So here's our example, Paul and his thanksgiving. And the message to us, be thankful. How do we do that? Number one, express your thanksgiving to God. But then number two, here's the second principle. Communicate your thanksgiving to others. Communicate your thanksgiving to others. Again, looking at verse three, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you, all with joy. Notice he says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. So Paul here is expressing his thanksgiving to the Philippian church. He's thankful for them. And he does so anytime and every time he remembers them. He says that he does this um, prayer, or he offers his prayer of thanksgiving to God when he remembers them. So when we remember good things that someone has done for us, uh, that's, that's what should prompt us to be thankful. And yes, we should express that thanksgiving to God, principle one, but we should also say thank you to the person God used. That's the second principle. And we should do, to- do so every time we're prompted, every time we remember. Notice it's a very personal appreciation that Paul's talking about here. He says, I I thank God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy. So it's it's so important to just say thank you to people, not take the good things they do, even the little things that they do for us for granted. My wife, years ago, a number of years ago, we were fairly new to a church, and there was a lady that was especially kind and helpful and welcoming, and made us feel at home, and and had uh, had a great deal to do with us uh, being where we were there in that church, deciding to be there. Years passed, not too many years, but some time, and my wife was reminded. She remembered the goodness of this lady, and she wrote the lady a thank you note, put it in writing, and sent it to him. Well, on the day it arrived, 
which wouldn't have taken very long. She didn't live far away. But on the day the note arrived, she phoned my wife. And she told Diane how much she appreciated the note. And, in fact, told her that it had arrived on a particularly bad day for her. People are really uh, lifted up and encouraged when we say thank you. I know sometimes uh, we say thank you at the moment someone does something good, but that's almost like a given, you know, people expect that. So I think it's important to be redundant. That initial thank you, and I'm sure I'm sure Diane said thank you when she first uh, met the lady and received her warm welcome, or, or at least expressed something of that nature to her. But it's good to be redundant in time, as you remember. That initial thank you is going to be considered obligatory. So, so make your Thanksgiving profuse. Be redundant. And then a good, there's a good uh, rule of thumb. Put it in writing. When you write a note, you send a card, uh, you really encourage people. Because they can, they can read that not only once, but they can put it away and forget about it and read it again next week or next month or next year. Uh, it, it really magnifies the Thanksgiving in their life. And when we say Thanksgiving to, when we say thank you to somebody, we, we not only do what we should do, but I think it motivates them. It motivates them to be kind, to repeat the kind of thing that you're thankful for. And it encourages them that somebody actually notices when they do uh, do whatever it is that, you know, they feel like they should do. Uh, you may even encourage somebody to develop a ministry along a certain line. So as you're prompted, as you remember, communicate your thanksgiving to other people. So we've covered two principles so far. Learning here to be thankful, following Paul's example. Number one, principle one, express your thanksgiving to God. Number two, communicate your thanksgiving to others. And here's principle three. Be consistently thankful. In other words, be thankful all the time. Again, Paul in verse three says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And he uses a, a verb there in the present tense. I thank. And the present tense in the original language means uh, that it's an ongoing thing. It's a repeated thing. Uh, it's not something that's just done once and forgotten. So he's consistent. Uh, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm not only thanking you in this letter, but I thank God many times, all the time, oftentimes for you. So be consistent. That means be thankful all the time. And then he even adds to it in verse 4, Says when he says this, always in every prayer. So he's remembering to be thankful for them uh, in every prayer he's uttering, at least at this point in his life. So be thankful in every prayer. You know, sometimes it's hard to find a reason to be thankful because we're too focused on all the problems or issues or challenges we're facing, difficulties. But it's a matter of perspective. If we develop the habit of thanksgiving, we can be thankful in pretty much any circumstance. Remember that old song we've all sung so many times, count your many blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done. When we go through that process and then express that thanksgiving to God and others, well, uh, that's, that's something God is pleased with and it's something that will benefit us as well.
Paul says, I thank God. I continue to thank. I thank him all the time for you. No matter what the circumstances, remember Paul was in prison. He could have had a he could have had a whole long list of things he was, you know, complaining about. I'm reminded of something I read about Matthew Henry, the English expositor of many years ago, who once was robbed. Uh, someone threatened him, probably had some sort of weapon, took his money. Here's a statement he made about that particular event in his life. He said, and I think he wrote this in his diary. I think that's where it comes from. He said this, when thieves, uh, I'll get it right in a minute. He said, I am thankful because I was never robbed before. How You write in your diary, you're thankful you were robbed to start with. That That's something most of us wouldn't think to do. But he says, I am thankful because I was never robbed before. It's the first time. Then he continues and said, although... Although they took my purse, we might say our wallet or whatever. Although they took my purse, they did not take my life. Well, there's something else to be thankful for. He continued, although they took what I had, it was not much. And then finally, he says, I am thankful too, because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. So there's always a reason to be thankful if we look for it. Be consistent in your thanksgiving. Again, following Paul's example, the message here of Philippians 1, 1 to 5 is this. We should be thankful. We've, we've covered three principles so far on how to do that. Number one, express your thanksgiving to God. Number two, communicate your thanksgiving to others. And number three, be consistent in your thanksgiving. But there's one final principle, number four, and that is this. Be specific in your thanksgiving. Be specific. Now, looking again at our text... Uh, at verse 5, he continues the thought. Remember, he said, I thank God upon every remembrance of you in verse 3. In verse 4, he said, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. Verse 5, he says, for, now this is giving us a, a conclusion, a reason here, for your fellowship. It's, he's talking about the content of his thanksgiving. So he says, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. That's why Paul was so thankful for the Philippian church. He had spent such a short time there on his first journey into uh, Greece, modern-day Greece, the first church that, that came about from his efforts there uh, in Philippi. Uh, but he was uh, thrown into prison by opponents, Jews and the Romans together. Uh, of course, God sent the earthquake and freed him. The jailer was saved and all that. But he, that means he didn't have a whole lot of time at Philippi. It's amazing that the church became what it did and God's grace was so abundant. And he says he is so thankful for the Philippian church because of their fellowship. Now, that word fellowship doesn't mean just having a good time together, or sitting around chit-chatting or having a meal. It means literally to participate in something. To, to be the close associate with somebody in some endeavor. To share in doing something. And, and what is it that they were doing together? Well, they were advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they had a part in that in Philippi. Paul wasn't there long, but they carried on his work, the work of the Lord there in Philippi. And so he specifically names what, he, what it is that he is thankful for in regard to the Philippians. In other words, he references specific acts. Well, in a general sense, he could have probably put it into more specifics, but uh, in in many ways, they were partners with him in the gospel. 
And so he, he not only is specific in his thanksgiving, and, and he names what it is that he is thankful about, but he also references the need and the purpose of it all, which, of course, was the gospel, fellowship in the gospel. Now, fellowship in the gospel doesn't always mean that, you know, you're having a evangelistic crusade or you're out, you know, witnessing to people constantly. Anything and everything we do in the church is a part of the gospel, the good news. It's uh, it's the gospel in the sense that we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission. That's that's our purpose. That's the purpose of the church. But that's not only bringing people to Christ, not only proclaiming the gospel, but it is also edifying, teaching, baptizing those that become Christians. Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verses eighteen and nineteen. Be specific, though, in your thanksgiving. That's what Paul was specific for. Uh, what you come up with may not be exactly the same. Years ago, my wife and I were in the pastoral ministry. And uh, my wife's always been a very faithful, very heavily involved pastor's wife. And of course, uh, she has became close with many, many ladies over the years, ministered to many. But there came an occasion, occasion, it happened to be Thanksgiving. And this one particular lady and her three children invited us to Thanksgiving dinner. Now, that was important because we were 350 miles away from any family. And it's kind of hard for pastors to get away for just something like a Thanksgiving meal, unless you take a vacation that week or something. So we were just by ourselves, my wife and I and our daughter. And it was such a a lovely gesture to invite us to Thanksgiving dinner. And it it has meant so much to me over the years as I reflect on that, because this lady is still a friend. She's still a person who is in the work of the Lord. We have that fellowship in the gospel, companionship, that brotherhood and sisterhood in the body of Christ. And we were recently in her house, and again, partaking of her hospitality and her, her generosity. And we were very thankful for that. But, but I also could not help but, again, say, you know, thank you for that time. You invited us to Thanksgiving dinner so many years ago. It was so important and so um, so meaningful to us. So as you remember, as you're prompted, let people know and be specific. Don't just say, I'm thankful for you, but say, I'm thankful for you because this or because you did this. So be thankful. That's the message of Philippians 1, 1 to 5. Now, God deserves our thanksgiving again because he is the author of all things, all blessings, all good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes down from above, as James says. Others, too, other people deserve our thanksgiving. And they need our thanksgiving to encourage them uh, so that they are encouraged to continue to do good things and they're motivated. Then thanksgiving also, I think, has a boomerang effect on us. I think it brings us joy, like Paul talked about here in this passage. And it makes us appreciative, yes, but it also, I think, draws us closer to God and closer to others we're thankful for when we express that thanksgiving. So God deserves our thanksgiving. He is praised when we are thankful. Others deserve our thanksgiving. God is glorified when we are thankful. And we benefit. So be thankful. That's the message. 
simple thing. We talk about it every Thanksgiving, I suppose, but I don't know how often we are truly thankful day in and day out throughout the year. We should be. It's an everyday responsibility. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And let's not just celebrate the holiday. Let's truly be thankful to the giver of all blessings. Be thankful.